welcome, my darling pretties, to our Beyond the Dawn of Business podcast for pretty empowered female entrepreneurs. It's time to step into your power, pretties, lift each other, support the squad, and choose a life filled with the autonomy and freedom to live your dreams. I'm your host, Dawn Beth, owner and founder of Beyond the Dawn Digital Business Brand and Agency. My coffee is hot and my eyelashes are on, so we are ready to go. So, hey, 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 pretties. Welcome to our first podcast. I'm here with the beautiful, my reigning queen, Danny from I Am The Queen Bee, Danny Wallace. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. Dawny, am I your first guest ever? You are my first ever, ever guest. You are launch guest numero uno, my number one. So, I am so, I am so grateful. Up. Well, I'm made up to, to be part of your inaugural episode of this <laughs> podcast because I know that this is going to be such a sought-after podcast. I am pleased that I got in there first before you get massively oversubscribed. <laughs> I'm really excited about it. It's one of those things that it's been in the back of my mind now for uh, possibly 18 months, definitely 12 months. And uh, I get asked about it all the time. Dorney, why don't you do this? Dorney, why are you not, you know, getting out to that audience? Why are we not talking about these things in discussions? And it just seemed like the right time. And, the, you know, the answer to that, the reason why it hasn't happened previously is schedule. And right. as a busy bee yourself... You know all about that, right? <laughs> Your girl knows a little bit about being a busy bee. That is not incorrect. <laughs> In fact, the fact that we've managed to find the time to get together today to do this is almost an absolute miracle. I think it's like a sign from the universe that it was meant to take place. Like for anybody that's like a little bit woo out there, when the stars align, the stars definitely align. They have aligned for us today because my schedule and your schedule is insane. Just bonkers, bonkers. And um, just for people who don't know who we are yet, if this is the first time uh, you've come across us, uh, me and Danny, we're just two northern birds that actually come from quite humble beginnings. Um, And I think it's fair to say that we're quite quite successful entrepreneurial women these days, Danny. <laughs> I think it would be more than fair to say, and I think it's definitely something that when you get there, we've got to own. You've got to own the fact, isn't it? And it's a difficult it. thing for, for lots of us to do, kind of when we get there, is to say, hey, did you know I'm a successful entrepreneur? Like, yeah. stop it. Yeah, you are. I know. And it, sometimes I find it a bit difficult to um, admit that. But that's, I think that's just because you just constantly work on the journey, right? And it's still a journey for us. We're still learning every day. Every day's a school day. Yeah. And But when you get to this stage where actually you look back and you think, wow, five years ago versus today. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I don't even recognize the person that I was five years ago, let alone the business that I have or the life that I lead or the people that I get to talk to. If I look where I was five years ago, I was gigging sometimes eight times a weekend just to keep food on the table and keep my rent paid. Yeah. Yeah. And like what I've always loved about you, Danny, is like, obviously, you're an incredibly inclusive, warm and wonderful person. You know, I adore you. But I always felt like uh, I resonated with you because we have come from the same area of the UK. We've seen the same um, difficulties and struggles that people around here, like you don't talk to many six figure or six figure plus entrepreneurs in our local space. And I would dare say that a lot of our, our entrepreneurial friends and contacts that we're in contact with all the time, they're more London way, you know, they're more Essex way or, or now for both of us actually globally. And that's not to say that people can't achieve that. What I love about our vibe and where we align is that we are that perfect um, example that you can achieve that level of success regardless of where you come from or, or where you start. 
A hundred percent, a hundred percent, Donnie. So my my business is sort of based in in a quote that I heard well just after I come through the most difficult time of my life, and it's this quote from the Bee Movie, and it goes: Aerodynamically, the bee shouldn't be able to fly; its little wings shouldn't get its fat little body off the ground. The bee, however, doesn't care what humans think is impossible. The bee flies anyway, and that's exactly kind of where you and I both have have kind of come from. Is that place where the people around us, what we do isn't for people like us, really. People like <laughs> us don't go on to become entertainers, entrepreneurs, successful, you know, buying our dream homes or travelling when we're allowed and, and all yeah. of that. People like us don't do those, those things. People people that have success around us tend to be more traditional, uh, you know, bricks and mortar businesses. They might have made their money in construction or from being an accountant, solicitor, to the more kind of traditional Yes. ways of, of creating abundance for themselves so for us in our area like if I look outside where I live right now I don't know anybody in this particular area that is doing the things that I'm doing I feel a bit strange doing all of this from my bedroom on the council estates of Preston <laughs> but the thing that the beautiful thing about that is that you've kind of you've taken this whole dream that I think uh, our industry in particular is is really on board with that it doesn't matter where you are in the world as long as you have mm. access to the internet you can reach more people than ever before and we've kind of embraced that ideal that it doesn't matter if you're in your bedroom on a on a Preston council estate like you <laughs> you you probably chat to and work with more celebrities than hardly anyone else that I know and you know from this kind of weird hierarchy that we do have in our mind and we do kind of um use as our own bespoke limiting belief yeah I think we you know it's living proof that actually you can do it if you if you just put your mind to it and you create ways that you see possibilities rather than blocks Mm. you can actually achieve it and you've you certainly have inspired me and been um the wind beneath my wings with a lot of the projects that I've taken on because I have just seen you fly and of course (laughs) that relatability I'm thinking well I feel like me and Danny are cut from the same cloth so I can I can give it a go I can do it too and I'm not going to say in the world of entrepreneurialism that every single day has been uh, sunshine and roses because I do believe absolutely not (laughs) it's like a tangled web of um, experiences but on the whole it's been just so fruitful and enjoyable and rewarding yeah I think it's it's that ownership I think Dawny of owning your genius and your joy space in tandem with each other so regardless of where I come from and regardless of how I grew up I have a very astute business mind I'm incredibly good on stage and I'm really good at teaching people those three things mixed together are a perfect storm especially when um you know one of the things that I realized that I needed to do was surround myself with the people that I aspire to be like so if I had allowed myself to stay where I was, where I grew up in my head as well as physically, it would have been much more difficult for me to have created the trajectory that I have. It's really important when you are in growth to go and seek the people that have achieved the things that you want to achieve. For the most part, success leaves clues. So, you know, lots of the people that we are associated with are all on this trajectory. And there's this, you know, this saying where if you surround yourself with five millionaires, you will be the six. If you surround yourself with five positive people, you will be the six. And that's got to be said in the reverse if you surround yourself with five people that are not forward thinking guess what you're going to be the sixth so when you start when you take all of your zones of genius and your joy space and you create a product of services or suites of of products and services that really work then surround yourself with the people that are leaving clues i've got some incredible mentors as have you that, that have left the clues because kind good people do they survivors serve often people that have overcome adversities often reach a hand behind and say here you don't have to struggle it's okay i figured this thing out like come come let's fast track you through that (laughs) yeah (laughs) right and and that's what we now do for the people that we serve yes and it's this beautiful place of growth from this really incredible joy and heart space a genius space and it doesn't matter then where we are physically that, yeah. that everything else tends to happen around us when you take that, you know, intentional action. 
I love that. And I love the way that you describe it as being like your your joy and your genius and, and those being combined. I always use that line from Taken that Liam Neeson says, which is I have a unique, um, you know, set of skills. I'm yeah. not an assassin. <laughs> I'm not an assassin. But all of the jobs that I've had, all of the corporate head offices I've been involved in, all of even the really crummy jobs, Danny, like even down, you know, being on the front on the chip shop and, and being in the steakhouse and being in the uh, sorry I was going to say something quite um, disparaging then being in the lower end uh, Blackpool hotels <laughs> as chambermaid and stuff like that but you know all of those different things that I've done throughout that time especially the things that were customer facing they they did teach me something they gave me something yeah. and I think it was only when I got into my 30s um, and I and I for one reason or another wasn't fulfilling my dreams I felt like I was being a bit overlooked a little bit underestimated that I realized that actually all of these different bespoke qualities and, and experiences and skills and some of them are learned and some of them are definitely uh, generational that I gained from my dad because my dad was just he was just the most charming wonderful man and I got a lot of, of great stuff from him from genetics and I, you know it's just a case of thinking like you bundle that together and that actually is different to what somebody else has to offer that was a massive revelation to me I just thought all of these things came so easily to everybody that I was just the same as everybody else and and almost that rat race kind of mentality that everybody starts on a on a even keel you just have to work and work and work to get and actually I think when you when you think about yourself as a person you think about what you want to do your joy what fills you with passion and then what you're actually good at you are entirely different completely unique to somebody else um and yeah you're totally right one of the things that I didn't expect to come out of this whole entrepreneurial journey was having this amazing community of wonderful heart-centered kind business women who are not willing to let me sit in the mud for two or three years, learn everything the difficult way, that are actually there to say, okay, I've been through this, I know how to do this, come on board, Chucker, we're going to get you there faster. And then for us to be a couple of years in, five years in for me, um, to be turning around and saying, okay, come in, Chucker, because I've been through that and do that for other women, it's like, it's this just whole beautiful circle of events. And it, I... I can't call it work. I find it really difficult to call it work. It's interesting, isn't it? Like, Dawn, if we look at our calendar right now, this, what we're doing, is scheduled as work. Now, I don't feel like I'm at work. Do you feel like you're at work right now? No, I never feel like I'm at work when I'm with you. (laughs) But this is, you know, I look at the things that I do within my business. So I am very, very fortunate that um, a huge part of my business is to just, I mean, kind of rock up and be myself on social media, but to provide a platform for people. So getting out of bed in the morning to do, for me, the show at Rise Up show, which is uh, my fake telly show on Facebook, is sure and certain hope that one day someone will put me on the television it's wonderful. But- <laughs> I love it. I love it. I, I mean, you know, I'm probably your biggest fan. I love it. Every single time on YouTube, when you get the additional views, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so, but I, but I get out of bed in the morning looking forward to doing. That's my first piece of work of the day. Is that I get to hang out essentially hang out with all of my favorite people I get to meet new people every day I get to help them share their stories and then from there I get to move into my client work and my client work is helping people find their voices and share what it is that they're good at come on now that's not work that's (laughs) that's that don't get me wrong that's sharing expertise and sharing the things that I've learned and sharing genius but yeah that doesn't feel like work in the sense that you know, I remember going into work. I remember getting the the Sunday night feeling about the Monday morning on a Friday when I used to leave work. Yeah, like half past five. You get from three o'clock on the Friday, you get that kind of, oh, it's Friday. It's Friday. I've got the weekend. And then as soon as you've left the building, it's just a clock down back Ticking. to Monday. Yeah, I remember right? it well. And so then you're wishing the week away to get to those couple of hours on a Friday and then you're dreading the time passing of the weekend. And that was something that I was still quite difficult to break out of, was still quite difficult. That when I decided that I was going to work for myself, the plunge to take myself out of that 
that wishing of time away was yeah. was really alien but once I got my head around it my god was it freeing yeah I mean I don't even see time that same way anymore and no. I was introduced to the idea of autonomy around um 2016 there was a leader that I was in contact with in my current career at that time and I was exposed to this kind of idea of the autonomy and freedom of your own lifestyle and of course I did <laughs> you know me I was like this is wonderful everyone should have this um, and as it happened it didn't actually come into fruition at that time in that space but Mm. the seed was set in me and somewhere down the line obviously when I I made the decision to go all in on my own stuff which was a a long time coming it was still there and it was just waiting for me the freedom of time so I, I mean I understand that and I got that same feeling when we were on our way back last year from Spain after completely skipping lockdown 2.0 i lived vicariously through you for a couple of months i was so glad that you was in spain so i could see spain through you at that particular point in time because they were dark days yeah well thank you and i'm sorry that they were dark days i mean the the funny thing about that is (laughs) no you're not No, I, I, I'm so sorry that they were dark days for, for everybody back in the UK. I truly am. But I, I only get one of two responses to that situation. And the first response is, you know, it was really crummy for us back here. And, you know, was it even safe? Because people do worry about the fact that were we even safe over there? Um, and the second response, which was the one that surprised me the most and the one that delighted me, was absolute um, joy and pride like people were so proud of me Danny I was so happy for you like if if I was in a position to have been able to have done that I absolutely would have done if I was in a position to have been able to and you know what's been beautiful like being your friend and seeing all the incredible things that you've done and you've created for you to have that ability to take your family and put them there for that period of time wow what a thing to have achieved and I think it would be a silly person to go oh I think I don't think you should have done that shut up (laughs) there was a bit of shut up Uh, what what I did get was a lot of is it safe like we we managed to fly out during that um half term the October half term where the corridors were open I don't know what Boris was thinking he, he opened the corridor and then he closed it and he, he, he was hardly worth opening but he opened it and like like this quick <laughs> like, open it, it go like, it get like, Dorney out it was like you know in the films when the door is closing and, and they just managed to get underneath like in a James Bond <laughs> movie they just like skim under before it closes that That's was you we sliding <laughs> with your suitcases just underneath can you imagine um, and we were only going for a week and I think uh, we got to the Thursday and there was just that feeling like what you were saying that feeling that Monday morning feeling and both me and my husband here and we I, I think it taken us a few days to kind of unfurl and then the idea yeah. that it was time to go back already we were like no we can we can squeeze another week out of this um and then when we made that and then decision, you couldn't <laughs> then we we made that decision we were just going to squeeze another week we sat in the hotel and watched the flight that we should have been on fly over our heads and and take people home and then he locked everything back down so <laughs> that was us that was us until december i mean it it was very difficult to get flights and things it was very difficult but i met a guy on a beach out there uh, this lovely older couple we were on this little bay and again i think we, we were on close to the days that we should have been on our way for going home yeah. and you'll love this danny because i totally underrace, underestimated this guy he asked me, he asked us what we did for a living. So Ian explained that he was a painter and decorator in construction, you know, and, and he said, all oh, right. And he said, and what do you do? And I gave him this look and I was like, oh, well, I, I am an agency owner and a, a social media coach and actually a business coach. Like I'm a business, digital business coach. And I gave him that look like, oh, you probably you won't, won't understand. understand. You know, it's like, a, it's like a new thing. And he just looked at me all tanned, relaxed, like the most relaxed dude you've ever seen. And so I'm oh, here yeah. for him. 
<laughs> yeah, it was wonderful. He was like, yeah, yeah. When I was back in the UK, I was a life coach for 20 years. And he was like, and my wife still is. She does everything just over Zoom. And it, like this woman just got out of the sea. And I thought, damn, this isn't That's a new idea. Yeah, this isn't a new idea. I'm sat here like, oh, yeah, I'm a digital business guy. Oh, you won't understand. You're you're outside of the generation that would get this. Yeah, no, yeah. man, I was wrong. I was totally uh-huh. wrong. And he said to me... We're the ones that are slow on the uptake. Yeah, and he says to me, he says, uh, we think Boris is just going to shut everything down, so we're just going to stay out here for another couple of months, uh, leave <laughs> it until Christmas time, see how it is, and just jump on a flight. And I honestly think that that conversation kind of made me go... It's that easy, Dawn. Ah, uh, that's know? the bit. That's the bit. I, like I said, if we did, so we've got two dogs, and we at the time there was just no way that we could have like left them. There was no yeah. one to leave them with, and all of that kind of business. If we didn't have the dogs, I absolutely one hundred percent, as soon as we were able, would have got a flight with the kids out and just do what you did and say, "Hey, do you know what? Our bills are paid." We've got money coming in. I can still work. There's nothing stopping me from working. As like you say, as long yeah. as you've got an internet connection and you've got your resources with you that you need and they're online and accessible, then why not? Yeah. Why not? Yeah. I kind of, I did it and I proved it to myself it was possible. You love listening to podcasts, but have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? Maybe you want to build a brand, grow your business or are looking for an excuse to talk about your favorite hobby. Whatever your reason for making a podcast, Buzzsprout is the place to start. Since 2009, Buzzsprout has helped over 300,000 people launch their own podcasts. Buzzsprout walks you step-by-step step through the whole process and will give you powerful tools to start, grow, and monetize your podcast. Ready to get started? Click the link in the show notes to get our free step-by-step guide to starting your podcast today. And, and now, now it's it, like, I remember that time I just went and chilled out in, in Spain for a little while during lockdown. You didn't chill out because you worked the entire time. I worked the entire time. We had a massive project. We're part of um, an amazing course um, where we, we bonus and we, we kind of, we support. So we, you know, we were working the entire time. The entire agency was fully booked. And I had, a, I had to go and buy a Spanish laptop. And if you'd have seen me on day one with that Spanish laptop, you would not have thought that it was a good experience saw that I was in paradise at any you know we, we spent a lot of money on tech because I didn't take my laptop because if I take my laptop on holiday the urge to work is too strong there would not and this is because the work doesn't feel like work so you can't help yourself sometimes I think and then you know especially our partners I don't know if yours is the same Dawn it will look at you go why how are you working and I'm like <laughs> but I love it yeah, I can't stay away from it for any longer. <laughs> yeah, like I could sit on a beach and write or I could I could do anything like that. So put me in a situation where there's palm trees and, you know, a free bar and my laptop. I'm in trouble. I can't. <laughs> you're not going to be able to tear me away from that situation. Um, so, yeah, I didn't take it. But I think I think what's wonderful about that is it's just, a, again, a, a really good example, I guess, of how we have changed our entire existence based on how we wanted to live, how mm. how we wanted to work, how yeah. we wanted to make use of the expertise and the skills and whatever training we've taken or whatever things that we've learned through our lives mm. and actually lean into that rather than fighting against it. I spent a long time trying to fit in other people's boxes. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> and, and now we're at this situation where actually... I, I hate using the word um, authentic because it's kind of become one of those buzzwords, but there's no better word that we've actually authentically allowed ourselves to be who we truly are. Yeah, absolutely. I've become unemployable. Absolutely, categorically unemployable. Like if I look now at yeah. who I am now as a person, as a potential employee, and I remember who I was when I was working within the L and I had some fantastic jobs working for some global companies like Scarf and Warehouse, Jaguar Land Rover, some really great companies. Yeah. And I remember at the time being creative, coming up with solutions, trying to implement them and being so much red tape. No, this is the way things have always been done. We would put in proposal after proposal to try and, you know, better the lives and the service that we were providing to the people that work for us. We weren't allowed to deliver them. And it was it was like this. Whereas now, 
I get to service my community in exactly the way that they need. I get to choose how I do that at any given point. And I, yeah. you know, and I don't get dismissed. I either sell <laughs> it or I don't sell it, depending on... Where, whereas when I was there, I remember being so bound up and tied up by what I had to do because, yeah. you know, someone else was steering the boat. Well, you know, I'm steering the boat now. So that means that any creativity that I allow for myself, any anything that I create is you know I get to put out there no one tells me no now I like, love that yeah I love that I, one of the first things my first business was called Pretty Home Prints and I don't know if you know about this about me but it was home decor and t-shirts and merch and things and one of the first t-shirts I made it just had a little emblem on the left hand side really quite demure and it just said they told me no <sighs> and that for me was like <laughs> a powerful statement of actually you cannot hold me back and I didn't realize that at the time I actually was walking around saying hold me back hold me back give me that promotion and I'll fit that box I'll be that person I'll be that chameleon I'll I will change myself to fit into what you need and you're totally right unemployable is right I just don't I will fit your assessment criteria I will mold myself in that moment to fit your assessment criteria instead of being your own criteria like here are the things that I'm offering you take me yeah like here's what I'm gonna give to you and I think that is a the the thing that I, I think that's why when people move out into the entrepreneurial space they they almost second guess themselves because you're having to behave differently instead of saying how oh I've got to fit the criteria all of a sudden the criteria has been taken away from you so then you're like oh whoa so who who am I then who 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 do I have to be in this space and I think that's at the very beginning of an entrepreneurial journey that's the bit that's the tap dance that you've got to do you've got to work that stuff out I know that's the stuff that I help people with within their speaking like I help people speak about their mission and their business I help people speak about who it is that they are and why they care so that they can share with people what their criteria is to be a client for them instead of them fitting a criteria for whoever it is that's got a space for them yes and what's wonderful about the work that you do is that you recognize that energy within somebody and you pull on those threads so that they I know that people have worked with you and had complete epiphanies over (laughs) who they actually are and what they actually want to do because it's almost like we we lock that away somewhere safe and don't want to put ourselves out there for fear of rejection or you know we all love imposter syndrome and uh, we all we all deal with that at some point and we get scared of actually being visible and putting our real selves out there mm-hmm. whether that's to do with with previous traumas or whether it's to do with um you know those fears of rejection but you're really good at recognizing somebody's kind of internal uh, potential and giving them that safe space that wonderful place where they can actually step into that that person step into yeah. the person that they were probably always going to be but might have held themselves back had they not have met you and had that great experience right that is honestly one of the most beautiful things somebody said to me because that actually is what I want to do for people so the fact that I know you know people that I've worked with and and well, I know people that I've worked with I work with them but to <laughs> see to see to see that journey to because when people come and see me they go oh you know I want to construct a TEDx or oh you know I want to do a talk or actually when you're working on the articulation of what it is that you're doing when you're working with words when you're working with how to externally express all of that stuff that you've got inside you you I have to be able to see that I've got that's the bit that's the the magic is as part of that process is for that person to come to me and say hey here's the change that I want to be in the world and for me to say what do you need some permission like because you can right okay so you now you've got permission let's like get some work done and sometimes <laughs> it is it's that permission it's that for somebody to say hey I see it too let's paint the picture together then let's let's help everybody else believe it just as much as I believe it in you as much as you believe it in yourself let's help other people believe it by painting the pictures and that's what the work is that's really what the work is and and I see this time and time again with all of my clients you know on my stages at Be Inspired which is an event that I run it's just brilliant to see those people that have come through things like the masterminds that I run stand on that stage and just say hey I now I've arrived it's like they're coming out party yes 
and they just stepping into their, the, like, whatever it is they're hanging their hat on. And I'm lucky. I get to work with everybody from dog trainers to celebrities and everybody in between. It's crackers. Like <laughs> it's the, <wonderful. laughs> the, the The spread of people and the, and the variety of people, from people starting out in business all the way to multiple seven-figure earners. I'm so, so lucky. But each time I see them walk out onto their stage with something that they have constructed in our town working together, they're really putting their flag in the floor. And to see them just open up in that space and say hey I've arrived I'm like yes that's that's why I do what I do I know I love it I love it and you you have this wonderful infectious energy that I feel like you just kind of lift everybody around you which I think is so vital to that kind of work and you said something really interesting there like people come to you because they want to do a TED talk or they want to be more confident speaking live on Facebook and Instagram or Mm. whatever it is that they initially come to you for it might not actually be what they come away with and that is the exact same thing for me like people come to me and they're like Dawny what do I post on Facebook that's never what we end up covering no nope. <laughs> never what we end up covering because actually the things that you should be posting on Facebook you actually can't get to that stage where you're communicating effectively with the, the right people your dream clients the, the people who are your people unless you actually understand all of the stuff you don't know you don't know yet so right. we have to go right from the bottom and, and we talk about and don't get me wrong like there is tech and there is strategy and there's all this wonderful world of of um you know psychological selling and all of those things that I just love to kind of like pull on um, but yeah. truthfully it's it's a very similar thing it's actually about figuring out what it is that we actually have here and this is why it, it always leaks so nicely into the branding side of the agency because mm. the brand awareness the brand voice is actually totally crucial crucial to everything else mm. um and then it just pulls on all of those really good threads for you to find out actually what it is we're trying to achieve here. But one of the things that I think is probably um, most notable for yourself and that energy and your clients and what I really love because I've created my own kind of mini ecosystem of my own in a similar way is yeah. your communities. Oh man, I, I know yours, your community works in a similar way and there's mutual affection and appreciation for each of our communities because you do attract the people that you are. Like, so, you know, I show up every single day in kindness, in love, in respect, in wanting to lift up other people. People see that in me and are therefore attracted to me. And I have the IATQB Hive, which is my, it's my, that's my community, my group on Facebook, but actually it's bigger than that. It's everybody who I come across. It isn't just my free Facebook group in, you know, where I sell stuff or, you know, it isn't (laughs) that. It's, it's, Everybody who I come across is is sort of gathered up into whoever it is I'm connected with. You know, whoever sits in my little black book, they're all members of the IATQB community of the Hive or Hive Mind. And there's this there's this thing that bees do, Donnie. I love it. It's called festooning. Oh, when yeah. they're building, <laughs> I've heard of this. I've been part of a festoon before. Right. <laughs> so they they do they do this thing when they're building something new. They link arms to show the other bees where to build to and I think that's a beautiful concept that we are stronger we all do well when we all do well you know and nobody gets left behind and if we we celebrate our successes and we celebrate our challenges and that's what the network is all about isn't necessarily about selling to each other selling happens by default Selling yeah. happens when you build a relationship with somebody and then you tell them about what it is that they do and they believe you and they love you and they trust you and they'll buy from you. That's just a byproduct. But actually, the sharing successes and sharing challenges really humanizes you. And when you have a safe space in which to do that, magic happens because that's when you have the people that have moved a little bit further along like we were saying before like the success leaving clues reaches a hand out and says hey have you met this person this person would be really cool for you to connect with or you know if you're celebrating a a, a success for example yesterday Donny, I was in Forbes yes I saw I saw (laughs) Facebook I know and I you know I love it I'm laughing I love it I will I I mean (laughs) I think it's one of those things like just what we were saying earlier that um I look at that and I'm just like well yeah of course Danny's in Forbes but you were like (laughs) I'm in Forbes I'm in Forbes but not only that it's for the most utterly ridiculous thing so it's not even necessary I'm not kind of going around wearing it still counts still counts (laughs) 
I'm still there. I'm with. It was. It was for sharing a bit of information about like overcoming distractions and the fact that I wear these absolutely ridiculous industrial builders ear defenders when I'm trying to write something because I can't. I'm auditory. I'm a singer, so music is really sort of distracting for me because oh, you'll know you you singing yourself. Yeah. So I can't yeah. be distracted by noise because I'm looking for the rhythm in it. Or I'm looking for the words. I'm listening to the words. Yeah. So I can't have music or, like playing whilst. I, so I've got these ear defenders. And this journalist who picked it up was talking about distractions at work and especially if you're homeschooling. I'm talking about bloody ear defenders. That's how I'm in Forbes magazine. <laughs> so even though, even though there are a million other things that I could be in Forbes for, the first time I'm in there is because I wear ridiculous ear defenders. So sharing that, I mean, it's a huge success, however we look at it. Massive just to be featured. But I get to share that. But I love, I mean, that's the kind of thing that I think is just so wonderful about you as well. Because you have this you have this amazing success and and you're in Forbes and you're like, oh, I'm just in there for ear defenders. And like that's what part of the the joy of being around you and knowing you, because of course you're in Forbes for ear defenders. We wouldn't expect anything less. And it's It's gonna be something ridiculous. Well, I mean, I think it's just you're just so you you're just so relatable and down to earth and like I know we we are surrounded by a really good community of entrepreneurial women, but actually there are a flip side of this and I was talking to um our mutual friend Tom about this a, a, a mm. week or so ago about actually you take one step outside of those safe houses those communities and those networks that you've become accustomed to and actually um, not everybody's experience of being online and, and being um, on socials or anything like that especially during this past 12 months whilst things have been super difficult mm. for people it's actually not that way and because we are almost in these highly cultivated and really safe I call them internet safe houses they we, are we actually don't see it. and it's like stepping out do you remember in um Beetlejuice when they step out the house and it's like the sand the big snake yeah the big snake thing that's like we're we're safe in the house and then as soon as we come out of our our communities <laughs> It's actually pretty scary out there. Yeah, you know, and I think, yeah, that's, uh, that's, it's one of the things that I always think is just so wonderful about the work that you do with your communities. And I know you have multiple ways in which you connect. You have a book, you have your events, your speaking events, you have multiple services um, that are, I know you have one-to-one stuff, but you also have these great group programs that actually connect people together at the same time as learning through you. Masterminds, the collaborations with other powerhouses. And actually you've got lots and lots of different ways that you connect to your hive, to your, to your, you know, people, which I think is just yeah. so wonderful. And I'm, I'm lucky. And we're not lucky. Lucky isn't the right word. It's all, you know, it's, it's very, it's constructed intentionally. So there are ways that people can access me that are free, that cost absolutely nothing. And there are ways that, yeah. you know, like I say, I do, I work with multimillionaires. I work with, uh, you know, I work with entrepreneurs. I work with celebrities. I work with people within the media and they want to work with me in a different way. So to have a suite of services that really hit all of those different demographics, I think yeah. is, I'm very grateful that I have that capacity that I have that ability to work with people whether it's you know within those bigger events which I absolutely love and I can't wait to do (laughs) or or if it's in those you know really super you know VIP situation one-to-ones where we'll jet off somewhere like Italy when we're able to and hold ourselves up and create for a few days together and have these five experiences wonderful we should do that (laughs) you know i mean i saw you do that was it was it last year it was yeah it was in october when again when the corridor was open for a brief amount of time we were very quick quick time straight out yeah yeah smash and grab into italy and out again but yeah having those vip experiences as well so there's having this like really broad suite of services that really look after all of my audience because yes. you know we're, we're talking in um, in business about niche about you know speak specifically to one person i'm like no <laughs> no i won't i won't speak specifically 
specifically to one person because there are more people than one type of person that needs to choose to fly anyway. So what happens is I have become my niche. Yes. So the, it's the it's the essence of what being the queen bee is all about. It's that reclamation of success, abundance, wealth, happiness, health, all of those things, love, all of them, all of those things that you know. If you're not really born into it, we have to be a little bit more tenacious about going to find it. That's oh, not yeah. just for one person. That's for more people than one type. You know, I'm not speaking to 35 year old single parents, or you know, I'm not talking yeah. to like the world, man. Like, come and get amongst it. <laughs> Come on in here. This space for all. I know, and I love that, and I love how inclusive you are. And I'm obviously a, a part of your groups because I'm like a big fan, and I'm, I'm in the midst of them all. And they are incredibly supportive communities. And I, I do find myself um, in my. I have my free group, the Social Pretties, and uh, you, so many people have told me you need to change the name of the group. It makes no sense. It makes sense to me, and it makes sense to my people. It's never getting changed. That's the name. No. We love I love it. your pretties. They're so. I mean, this is this was actually an early concept that I adopted when we had Pretty Home Prints, and you know, we started off the branding agency. It was pretty branding, and it was pretty everything, and it slowly but surely became a thing where we had. Re- returning clients and people who were in our network that just called themselves like your pretties and then of course I love that um from the wizard of oz although i'm not a wicked witch i promise you <laughs> i love that fly my pretties fly and yes! that's like my whole thing and that was that was when we were selling prints that that right. was, wasn't even when we were in this space yet we were just we had that even then which was just wonderful but they are they're they're an incredibly warm and inclusive bunch of people um mm-hmm. i am very pink and girly you know that so i do tend to attract the females and i'm okay with that because i i exclusively work with females nice. um and i think whenever i'm whenever i've been previously counseled to remove social pretties from my business structure because um it takes a lot of energy it takes a lot of my time and i hang out in there quite often it's um, your safe space as well my community is my safe space yeah. like i'm known to rock up into my hive with a bottle of wine sometimes on a sunday and just drink the wine and talk to people like i'm yeah. not giving any value i'm just turning up like <laughs> they're my safe i can like all of the verbal diarrhea, all of my thoughts from the week, and they are not censored. Like, I don't censor what it is that I'm no, thinking or feeling or whatever, and I think that's important. Yeah, and I love them. And I and you can't ever cut, for me, you couldn't cut that out. You can look at my, my um, whole enterprise, if you will, and you can look at it from a purely business perspective, and you could easily cut my heart out of it by looking at it through that lens. So social pretties is never going anywhere. It's like, it's part of me. It needs to stay. And then, right. of course, um, we have pro members, which is my uh, membership, my actual pro membership where there's training and there's a lot more in there. But again, it's just, all it is, is social pretties in, in a in a much more uh, focused arena. They're still the same vibes. They're still the same energy. It's just that we actually get quite a lot of stuff done in there and we keep each other accountable and there's a lot of traction occurring, you know, that kind kind of thing but I I don't know what I would do without first of all I don't know what I would have done without finding um Lisa Johnson Lisa deserves a mention because um when I came across Lisa she was probably the first person that I'd come across on the internet that made me feel like there was the possibility to do what I'd been thinking I wanted to do because I actually started my membership most people don't know this about me I actually started my membership before I met Lisa um Mm -hmm. but you know, she put a completely different idea of it in my head. And I remember looking at her and thinking, actually, I think this is possible. Things are possible. And then through through Lisa and, and meeting other people, and I, and I think that's how you and I came into contact through yeah. that circle and network, which is so strange because we literally live... 20 We're minutes five minutes away, less than that, yeah. like less than that. It's like 10, 15 minutes away, like down the road. That's how close we are. So and close. Then we only met by being in this. And again, like Lisa Johnson has been massively pivotal in um, in my business growth and everything that's happened. And I attribute a lot of my sort of trajectory to, to her and learning from her. So to be able to find friends like you as well, like just around the corner, like we're allowed to walk in pairs now. So I'm, I like spoke to you, I was like, we need to go and walk 
walk along with yeah, the beach. We so we're allowed. Need to do that. So it doesn't even to be clandestine. We can just do it because we're allowed. Now. <laughs> we're allowed. No, and I, I, I would look forward to that. I'd love to do that. And I think it's um, the relationships that I've built with my clients and with my with my peers during this time. They, I can't ever go back. I've I've no. built friendships, and I just have a pure love for you all. I couldn't go back. We become a business family, and I think this is well worth for, for anybody that's listening. Your immediate family will often, if you are moving into the entrepreneurial space or owning your own business, your immediate family may find it difficult to understand what it is that you've got to do and the sacrifices that you've got to make. And sometimes, as your business family, will only understand that. Like the hours that we work, sometimes when we're pushing the stationary car, trying to get everything moving. Absolutely. You know, I remember my mum would say, "Oh, you're doing too much." I'm like, "No, mum, I'm not doing enough." Like there, there are things that I have to do right now and you've got to keep your eyes on the prize and by surrounding yourself with the people that are working in the same way as you they get it they're like and they get to call you out on your bs as well so i know like you for example you can tell you have this like intuitive way of knowing when things might not be tip top in danny land and i'll get a little (laughs) message saying hey you, you, you need to like put, take your foot off the gas a little minute give yourself a breathing space have you thought about yourself today have you and, and instead of like your family might just say hey stop they also know that you can't just stop. You can't when you're moving in that direction. But also just to remind you that yes. your self-care is important and having those people that are looking in the same way that know that self-care looks a little bit different when you're an entrepreneur than it does when you're in the muggle world. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Yeah, it does. It's completely different. And I think the self-care thing is something that I've really struggled with because I am either foot down, full going, or I'm not and I find it really really hard to like even just to stop and make myself a brew occasionally yeah I find that so difficult because Mm -hmm. the idea of having to walk away from the computer when there's still work to be done there's still people to be helped and I I completely immerse myself in my clients and you know I need to do that for this person and that's bigger than me. So right. I'm going to sit here and I'm going to do it until it's done. And, and I've, I've, I've made it very, very open that although I work a smaller amount of hours now and I have achieved that now, in yeah. year one you could see me. And even actually, if I'm being honest, a couple of times whilst I've up-leveled the agency because we hit capacity we hit capacity like a mofo every... You did. You just exploded. Like... We... Oh, it's mad. And it's wonderful. I'm not complaining. I always say this. <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm so grateful for it. But every every single time I hit that level where actually we need to up-level again, we need to grow again, and we and often that requires a full business change in terms of structure. Mm. Um, you can... It's you like a... It's like me. a... It's like a... a, a, a... It's yes. like a snake shedding its skin. Like every time it gets bigger, it has to shed its skin. And there is this point before that happens where it becomes uncomfortable in order for that to happen. So you've got to like push yourself to a level of discomfort in order for you to grow to that next stage. Like a caterpillar breaking out of its chrysalis, becoming a butterfly, but doing it time and time and time and time again. You've got to be really comfortable getting uncomfortable, yeah? Yeah. And I think the first time I went through that, I didn't know, I didn't truly know what was happening. I spent a January and I've spoken quite openly with my pretties about this previously I spent a January in tears and I was just working all of the time and there was nothing really wrong everything was okay and um, I felt a bit stretched in terms of like what my focus should be on and we had a lot of onboarding calls and I always find onboarding probably one of the hardest um, parts of of business, um, and everybody wanted a piece of me. I had a, I had a Britney Spears moment. Everybody wanted a piece <laughs> of me, and I just spent all of January kind of like when I wasn't on calls, when I wasn't on, I was, oh, and I was yeah. just processing and processing. And then in February we had a twenty grand month, and that was probably the first time that we'd had. That we'd we'd had great months before, but had everything land. I think it was like by the tenth of that month, we'd mm-hmm. hit this massive marker, and I was like, "Okay, this we're is getting why. there now. This is this what, yeah." Is why. It mm-hmm. was almost like grieving that, like, okay, so you've got to this level of business. Now you need to grieve because that's gone. 
Yeah. So you're moving into this next step. So you're going to cry for a bit and you're going to process it and your emotions are going to be all over the place because you are no longer that person anymore. That person that you've mm-hmm. wanted to step into, that you've envisioned. Well, she's actually just on the other side of this of this month marker. So have a good cry. Get it out of your system because next month you have to be her. And then yeah. bang. Core that yes exactly that exactly that and when you allow yourself into that space that because the you in that moment doesn't know success is safe because yes. it hasn't experienced that level of success yet and that's the thing that we kind of training ourselves all the time that this level of success is safe this level of success is safe okay when you've when you find the safety there what's the next level and it isn't about sort of seeking over seeking that next level of success but actually when you're growing into it when your expansion takes you there that it is there is this process that everybody goes there's nobody I know that doesn't go through it Dawny where they get really uncomfortable before they get comfortable really uncomfortable it's the dark just becomes just comes just before the dawn pardon the pun oh, everyone says that to me yeah it's always darkest before the dawn yeah and, and just being allowing yourself to to say to yourself success is safe and that's often why we will sabotage ourselves the reason why i wrote the book that i've written and it, and i'm so gobsmacked by how well this book has done oh um, my gosh i love your books it, my daughter <laughs> loves your books i think i told you she i mean it's not appropriate for her age group and i found that she is <laughs> sneaky she's a bit of a rebel this one and uh, i love her 11 years old and she had she'd sneaked it it was in the bathroom to be fair i'd been reading it in the bath and um she she just snuck it and she read the whole thing cover to cover and then came to me and was like i love this book and i love this woman i was like well actually this woman is ace but she's actually mommy's friend you don't believe how much kudos that gave me for like oh yeah a week i was so (laughs) cool Uh, (laughs) it's 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 interesting though that book did so well because I think it spoke to lots of people. I mean, it's called "I Am the Queen Bee: How I Overcame Success, uh, How I Overcame Self Sabotage yes. to Fly Anyway," and it's about the things that we do when success becomes unsafe for us, when the next level becomes unsafe, and often what we do is we will often subconsciously get in our own way. We might always get ill when it comes to leveling up. We might become really emotional. We might fight it. We might, you know, start picking fights. If we're talking about success in relationships, we might start to pick fights in our relationships because a successful relationship has never been safe for us and we've never experienced it so we don't know what that looks like so we start to sabotage these things so i think that you know the the understanding that when that success is coming that we will do things that will show resistance because we don't know what we don't really know what the other side looks like so it's got to be that mantra success is safe success is safe and get that plastered up everywhere yeah and get to that stage where you actually you're giving yourself permission to step into it and feel it and test it out before Mm. you've already disregarded it yeah absolutely and what's really fun for us is that you know we want it we visualize it we decide we're going to go get it and we're the type that when we make that decision that actually is nothing really in our way because anything that is a block we know even if we don't overcome it today it's going to be overcome at some point yeah. and if there's something stopping us from overcoming it then we bridge that gap we, we fill those gaps yeah and it tends to be behind the eyes and between the ears that's stopping us you don't even have to jump that far <laughs> yeah you get you can find that at home for sure <laughs> i mean you what i've what i've always loved about the work that you do as well is that you have these multi-dimensional types of uh, programs and you've got a massive massive event coming up in april as well haven't you oh dawny oh my <laughs> it, do you know when we're saying about growth and you know, when you when you're reaching those next levels like my team know that when i gip when i go uh, it means that i've got <laughs> that's the moment <laughs> it means something big's happening and and we had one of those moments uh, a, a couple of months back so i have a mastermind that i run every year or twice a year, uh, where I teach speakers how to take to the stage. And then we also create an event together where it creates them their assets. So it's great. It's dual fold. One, my community get to be in a room with us all and we get to celebrate our successes and network and do all those cool things. But also yeah. my speakers get to take to the stage. And like we were saying before, really putting their flag in there, they get to arrive and say, this is my message. This is what it is that I want to say to the world. So yeah. we were meant to do this in real life, not in September, in September, but also again 
in February time. Normally that's when Be Inspired happens. But um, obviously because of the COVID situation, that wasn't able to go ahead. Now it got me thinking, like, how do I make this happen? So what I've done is I've hired a tick donny because <laughs> I don't do things by <laughs> No, you don't. You don't do things by halves. You do, you do them right on. I have hired a TV studio to take my speakers to so that we can broadcast. So that instead, and there's been lots of summits that have been going on, lots of kind of Zoom things that have been happening and what have you over the past 12 months. And I always feel like it's just lacking a bit of something. Like, I come from a speaking background. It's edutainment. Like, I want to be entertained as well as educated. So what we've done is we've taken everyone, we're taking everybody on the 22nd and 23rd of April to a TV studio to broadcast broadcast it so it's all on zoom it's all online for people to access it but for two full days i've got 22 incredible speakers who are going to be talking about all manner of things business life spirituality parenting sales branding like you name it they're going to be speaking about it over the course of two days and as well uh, all of the speakers have put like goodies and extra freebies into like a members area for all of our ticket holders so yeah they all those tickets are now on sale um, Ah. and we but we're not just doing that. We're also raising money for the Flying Away Foundation, which is my uh, charitable foundation that I've created for survivors yes. of domestic abuse. Yes. So really, really exciting. That's so exciting. And I guess even for your speakers, that's that's like a new concept. They're going to they're gonna be on the telly. They're going to be right. a proper professional <laughs> broadcasting studio. Yeah. I mean, that that's something that you put under your belt that experience in itself is just a wonderful thing and that's without even considering how valuable this whole event is going to be for the people who are there watching and buying tickets in in that member area everything that I do and what you know like you said about the beginning everything I do is multifaceted it's never just with the intention of earning money it's never and I think that's why the things that I do do well because it benefits everybody involved it's it benefits the speakers. It benefits the, my team. It benefits the people that are watching at home. My God, they're getting so much value and incredible stuff that they can revisit again and again and again and again and again. And as well, they get an opportunity to make money off of the event by becoming an affiliate. And they, if they if they buy a ticket, they can become an affiliate and they get £25 for every ticket that they sell. They get an opportunity oh, to coach with me if they if they sell the most tickets. Like There's so many ways it benefits everybody involved and that is I think one of the reasons why IATQB does so well is because the thought is around everybody everything is for the benefit of everybody not just the person running it not just me um, yeah. and that's why I love it that's why I like throw the covers back from my bed every morning and like can't wait to get in the office <laughs> oh I've got to be honest with you Danny for a woman called Dawn I'd never throw me covers back like that <laughs> <laughs> like you could leave me in bed all day but no I, I think one of the things that's, that really resonates with me is that I have that same vision of my my flex is how many people I can positively impact that's right. it like and and those people that aren't always direct and that's the same with you all of these things that you put out and they, they're for the people it's not just for the direct people who buy tickets there'll be so many people outside of that that are within those communities of people that will benefit from these messages from the value and it's like a ripple effect it just goes out and mm. uh, we all have this um you know miss miss america idea of world peace right (laughs) that's what we all want do a little bit we we actually have the opportunity to make our corner of the world a better place by acknowledging our voice and acknowledging that power and um i won't get into the megan and harry situation but i mean you know we 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 have that and it's it's something that i think we are incredibly grateful for just so happy to When you realise the power that you have as one person, and I don't mean, ha, 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 power, I've got all the power. (laughs) It's actually, people sit there in their homes and go, I can't do anything about this situation. So I'm a survivor of domestic abuse. I'm a survivor of homelessness. And it was always my intention that whenever I achieved any level of success, that I would create something that was going to assist in one way, shape or form. And the Flying Away Foundation is something that we've created off of the back. I say we, I have created off of the back of everything that I've been doing. It was all 
always the vision. And that's going to help survivors of domestic abuse create independence for themselves by developing businesses. So there's lots of other sort of triage type services out there. But what about afterwards? What about after when people... And that's the change. Like, you think I could have sat and gone, yeah, well, I'll create a successful business. That's absolutely fine. But the change that I want to see in the world is if as many people I come across as possible realise they get to choose to fly anyway, that bees don't care, what humans think is impossible, they get they just fly anyway. The more people that get that, we all do well when we all do well. People start to wake up to the fact that it is in our hands that our actions and our reactions will dictate our outcomes every single time, even when we are thrown the biggest of curveballs. I love that. I love that. Well, I'm going to leave it there. I think that's a perfect time for us to cut off. But I want, Danny, for you to just tell everybody where can they find you? Where can they buy tickets to your event? Where should they go now to get more of Danny Wallace? So they need to go to Instagram is where they need to go to. And the reason they need to go to Instagram is that we are currently doing Operation Swipe Up. So every morning at 9.30 on the Queen Bee Danny page on Facebook, I have my show, the Show Up, Rise Up, Rise Up show, where I share. You've been on the show, haven't you, Dawn? I've been on the where- show. You'll find me on the show. Oh, yes. She'll be coming on the show again in the not too distant future (laughs) to come and share everything you've been doing since we last spoke because it was a while ago. But what I what I want to do, my like what I really want to do with my Instagram is for when people come on the show to share their inspirational stories, their fabulous businesses, is for me and my stories to be able to say, Hey, my girl Dawny has been on the show this morning, swipe up and you can go and see her thing. We can't do that without ten thousand followers. So we're on Operation Swipe Up on Instagram. So at the Queen Bee Danny, all the way across the socials, you can catch the show on at the queen bee danny on facebook go to instagram follow me at the queen bee danny on instagram and you'll be able to get um a, a ticket to be inspired either if you dm me or dawny or if you go to my link tree on instagram the link will be yes. on there yay okay that's wonderful so we're on it now pretties the 10k swipe up we're on it we have to go and help the queen bee get to her 10k um, so that she can do that wonderful swipe up and it is such a wonderful um tv i know you say it's like a little tv show but we love it and and we watch (laughs) all the time and i think what you actually did was you've created this kind of concept um that everybody has that opportunity to get out there and be visible and i love that and it's such a such a valuable show and you get to have the the best of your you know your guests and you network with these amazing people and it just it creates more community it creates more of everything that we've spoken about today and we just love it so thank you so much for coming and being on my first ever podcast thank you for having me on your first ever podcast it's so good Donny, I love you. I'm so proud of you. Thank you for having me. I cannot wait to see you and give you a squish in real life when it is permittable. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I can't wait. Thank you, darling. If you're loving our pretty podcast, come on over to Social Pretties, our online safe house and sisterhood community. It's a safe space where female entrepreneurs connect and thrive in a warm, welcoming fold of pretty amazing women. You'll find an easy redirect in the description and I can't wait to see you in there. As depending on where you're listening right now, we would love it if you would click subscribe or follow so that you can be the first to know when our new podcasts come out.